In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. There's a line in the Gospel today that seems a little out of place. Where our Lord says, These things I have spoken to you that you may not be scandalized. And everything else he says in the Gospel, there's no reason to think that we would ever be scandalized by anything that he says. He says the Holy Ghost is going to come. He says that you would suffer persecution for my name's sake. Then he says, I have spoken this to you so you be not scandalized. And we can see in here the, the, the burning desire of our Lord that he not permit any way that he could lead them into sin that they would not find any excuse to sin in any way. So I thought today to talk of the sin of seduction, a sin which sounds horrible and makes chills run down our spines, just the thought that that sin exists, that we, by our sin, can lead somebody else into sin. Sin of seduction. Now we can commit, and we do commit, the sin of seduction in many different ways. When we first hear the word, we think, oh, sins of impurity. And yes, seduction can be, uh, is often committed in that way. But there are many different ways that we can seduce others and lead others into sin. For example, by our words. Oftentimes our words can lead others into sin. For example, impure words can leave impressions on someone's imagination that can linger there because of the impure words that we may have said or jokes or stories. Angry words can lead our listener into anger. Calumny and detraction can lead our listeners to scandal, thinking ill of others, uncharitable thoughts. Words can cause envy, vanity, pride, disobedience, lust, despair. There are very few sins that that words cannot cause. Words can can lead their listener to, to any kind of sin. One of the one of the desert fathers says that he who repeats wicked tidings is also wicked. So when you repeat detraction that you might hear, you are also wicked. Going a step further than words, we come to entertainment. And entertainment is another way to seduce the person being entertained. Entertained. 
And these cause, these forms of entertainment cause more damage than words, because not only does the listener hear, but the viewer also sees. And so there are many different forms of entertainment out there that could corrupt those who, who view or listen to this entertainment. For example, television or websites. Not very many of you have the opportunity to corrupt people by television. But pretty much anybody has the opportunity, if they wished, to corrupt others by the internet. Blogs or, or viewings or so on. Certain music can cause the corruption of the listener. These forms of entertainment can corrupt the viewers, usually by impurity, but also by wrath or disobedience. Some G-rated movies can move children to disobey their parents or disrespect their parents because they see the characters on these movies disrespecting their parents or disobeying their parents. And just because there's no violence and just because there's no impurities in there, it's rated G. However, it's tearing apart the minds of innocent children. Abbot Isaiah said, If anyone speaks unprofitable words to you, do not listen to him, lest you destroy your soul. Do not let such a person embarrass you to go into, into going along with him. Do not put up with his words by saying, In my heart I do not accept them. Do not say this, for you are not superior to the first formed man, whom God fashioned with his own hand, and who was harmed by evil conversation with the serpent. Run away then, and do not listen. Be sure that when you flee bodily, you do not try to find out what it is that you missed. For if you hear the slightest bit of a word, the demons will not only not fail to exploit that fragment that you heard, but will slay your soul with it. When you flee, flee completely. Another form of seduction which might be a little more obvious, would be immodesty. Now, you can be immodest in clothing, and you can be immodest by your comportment or how you carry yourself. Immodest clothing is rather obvious. However, it's one thing to dress for warm weather. It's another thing to dress in a sensual or seductive way. Revealing clothes do not make you beautiful. Revealing clothes make you an instrument of the devil. And comportment, how you carry yourself. And someone can be clothed from head to toe in cloth. However, the way they carry themselves and the way they, they move about, purposely trying to seduce others, can excite the passions of others. So yes, immodesty is another way to commit the sin of seduction. And then we have actions. 
And there are certain sins of the flesh, which I will not mention here, that are more evil because not only do you commit them yourself, but you're causing others to commit them as well. And if you cause another to sin, you carry the weight of that sin as well. That person would have never sinned if it had not been for you. That is why the man who supports a woman recommending her to get an abortion also commits the sin of abortion because of cooperation and sometimes by coercion. St. Ephraim gives the example of two men in bright garments who are walking in the marketplace. And he says, if one of them falls into the mud so that he doesn't look out of place, he pulls the other one into the mud as well. And so that they both have their garments destroyed. And so also those who have fallen into sin, to quote him, he says, they say humble things and respond sweetly so as gradually to distract their hearers from sobriety and lead them down into the pit like their own. So other people cause us to sin, saying, well, everybody else is doing it. Or, I've done it, why don't you? Do not fall into the mud. Do not let them drag you down. And yet another way to commit the sin of seduction would be by education. And I hope that none of you have this opportunity. But those who have the opportunity to educate and use it to corrupt the minds of others commits a very, commit a very serious sin. For example, if someone were to distribute a book that would have certain things in there that would move the readers of that book to justify a vice that they might have, then that person is responsible for everybody who reads that book and then doesn't do anything about their vices because they say, well, that book says it's okay. Our Lord says in the Gospels that he who does and, and teaches this shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. Seduction is a very serious sin. Why? Well, because the devil can, can just go away and, and, and rest. He doesn't have to tempt anymore. Because by your sin of seduction, you are serving the devil. You are tempting others. And like St. Peter says, the demon goes roaming throughout the world, seeking the ruin of souls. And that is what you do by the sin of seduction. You roam throughout the world, seeking the ruin of souls, before you're condemned to hell. Before you even have the opportunity to be condemned to hell, you are dragging others to hell as well. When you sin by seduction, you are not only sinning in your own body, but you are sinning also in the bodies of all those other people 
that you cause to sin. Sin is, is like the arrow that pierces the heart of God. But seduction is like the bow that shoots the arrow and drives that arrow into the heart of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen.